I'm wondering how many times any of us in this room have ever asked, more bread, please. Today's gospel comes right after the feeding of the 5,000. That miraculous event where Jesus has just fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish by providing more bread. Today, however, we realize that no matter how much Jesus had already provided or would provide in the form of bread, the people are just going to continually ask for more. At the end of the feeding of the 5,000 in John 6.15, John 6, a portion that we did not have this morning, the text says that after Jesus feeds the people, and they have determined him to be at the least a really great prophet, that Jesus realizes that the people are about to come and take him away by force to make him king. So he withdraws to a mountain. These people are so excited about the possibility of Jesus physically bringing more bread to their lives that they are willing to take him by force and make him king. Today's gospel starts with verse 25, showing us that the people are still searching for him when they had found him on the other side, it says, which implies that the people have been chasing after him and looking for him for quite some time now. And they've been looking for him because Jesus had become their emergency food supplier, their sugar daddy of foodstuffs, the person who could literally make food appear out of the air, just as God did in the wilderness with manna and that magic stuff that fell from the sky. And because Jesus is able to magically provide this bread and this fish, these people want to make him king. Put him in power, they say. He can bring us more bread and more resources. More bread, please, they say. And this is where we find ourselves for today, with the people looking to Jesus to be some sort of perpetual food supplier. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that our need as a culture for perpetual food is not the same as what the disciples needed or the crowd who were following Jesus around for loaves and fishes. The last time I checked, food was readily available to me in multiple sources all around me. I didn't have to go out and harvest, mill, and bake my own bread unless I wanted to do so for fun. For fun. And at any given time, there is a miraculous amount of food always around me. An abundance of food so enormous and so vast that we've gone in my lifetime from shopping at Food Fair to shopping at the Mega Kroger. We've gone from the choice of just sliced wheat or white to having hundreds of choices at the grocery store. Not counting the deli bread and the bakery bread, we can count now the bakery down the road or the freezer options or the gluten-free, non-GMO, organic, sprouted on its own schedule, free-range wheat options. There's bread all around us. And, in case, and except for the case of a vast emergency, a storm or a hurricane, most of us don't have to worry at all about our food supply. We live in a world of abundance, an abundance of resources, and food, and money, and choices. And yet, 
If someone showed up on my doorstep and knocked and told me that every day someone would deliver a gluten-free, fresh, non-GMO basket of bread to my house, I probably, too, would wish them to be president or king. More bread, please, I would say. Nothing shows our consistent need for bread more than heading out to Mexican or Italian for dinner. I include myself in the category of a person who becomes a vulture when hot bread or hot chips hits the table. It doesn't really matter if I'm starving after a long day of meetings or traveling or if I'm not hungry at all. When that bread comes out, more bread please. And yes, there's nothing scarce in my life about needing that bread. The fact that I could actually pay for a meal out or have a vehicle in which I can travel to get that meal and the means to purchase food for myself and my friends. The fact that I live in a place where a chef or cook has access to ingredients to cook such a meal. Or the fact that when I go to a place like Consa Grande, my head literally spins around its side in of itself because there are so many options are all signs of abundant miracles of food and yet there's still this voice in my head of scarcity so that when I sat down to eat Mexican this week and one of my favorite hot sauces was not on the table out of the six that are always there I found myself saying where is the tapatito it's not on the table this is the training that we fight against constantly in our society that consumerism and advertisements cause us to believe that we live in a place of scarcity, as if we don't have enough. And like small children who grow up without enough food, we often pocket and hide and hoard the resources that come our way. We shove as many chips as we can in our face. That's one small example, but there are larger examples too. In today's first reading, we read about how David's bread looked a lot like wives. David had everything that God possibly could have given him. The scripture tells us that God had given him land, a great knack for leadership, world peace, unification of two kingdoms that nobody else had been able to do, political dominance, wealth, multiple wives, goats, whatever else you need. And how David still, for some reason, thinks there's not enough. So he takes not only Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, to be his wife, but also kills Uriah. Why did you do this, God asks. I gave you so much. And our text today says, and if that had been too little, I would have given you more. David sees the world as one of scarcity the need to divide and conquer for just one more wife or one more household, where God sees blessings and abundance and possibilities. David wants more bread when he already has the world. Now, David's bread might be wives, but I suppose we all have bread too. The stuff we pocket and hide and hoard and take because we think it's not enough. Time, money, energy, houses, furniture, cars, animals, clothing, land, all sources of food which we gather and take and hoard because we believe that there's not going to be enough. 
And this is where our gospel for today is super handy. And where Jesus is really smart when he points out that it's not about the bread. I mean, it is about the bread, but not really the bread. Because when these people come running to him and looking to make him king and wanting to hoard the loaves and fishes and wanting more and more, when they are saying, more bread, please, Jesus reminds them that they're not really there because of food. That it's not really about the food. That it's really about this abundance possibility that God has for us. For the world to be so much more than we can ask or imagine. The people think they're looking for a perpetual bread supply. But what Jesus knows is that they are really looking for that which gives them life, which gives them abundance, which gives them connection with the living God and one another. They're asking for more bread, but Jesus knows that it's about so much more. This week, I went out to lunch with a friend. We went to a fancy Mexican joint, the one where you pay 4 or $5 for a taco instead of 2 and where the chips and salsa aren't free, but you pay for them. And yet we ordered chips and salsa because that's what you do when you're at the Mexican restaurant. And we ate them, and as per usual, whether you pay for them or whether they keep bringing them to you for free, we ate too many so that when our food got there, we both were already full and not really all that thankful for the beautiful, plated, organic, exotic food on our plates. During the course of our meal, we both realized that we really weren't hungry for those chips. What we were hungry for was connection and faith stories shared and catching up with one another after not seeing each other for over a year. I started talking about the gospel for this week because a theme in my life this week has been how much God always provides abundance, even though in my own head I think there's only scarcity. And I shared with her the story about how this week Tanya, our parish administrator, left to go to another job and how I was finding it really hard to believe that it's possible, because I love Tanya, that there could be both really great opportunities for Tanya and really great opportunities for St. Patrick's. Surely if Tanya left to go on to greener pastures, it must mean that we have to suffer. Never once am I thinking did I think this could be an abundantly good possibility for both of us, St. Patrick's and for Tanya. I told my friend how I posted the job sort of begrudgingly on Facebook and then immediately had all sorts of really great applications for the job. It is possible for everyone to share the bread. I told my friend story after story this week of how that theme showed up in my life, that when I saw scarcity, God saw abundance. When I saw physical bread, God saw spiritual food and lessons and teaching. She shared with me her own sources of scarcity, what that looked like for her and her life, about how so many times in her life that scarcity has been infertility. And the story of her and her husband, which is public and I can share with you later, and how God continually, after 10 years, kept telling them, I want you to have children, even though they thought it was an impossibility, and how now they have this beautiful, big family 
with both an adopted child and a child that they biologically had of their own by miracle, that their life is full of abundance when all their vision was scarce. Believe that this is the real miracle of our gospel for today, that God shows up. God always shows up to change our limited views of physical scarcity into abundant spiritual views of new life, of grace, of love, of abundant spiritual food that never ends and that is eternal and that goes with us forever. Perhaps the real miracle of today's gospel is not that Jesus showed up and shared at one point five loaves and two fishes, but that God continues over and over and over and over again to show up in our lives. That Jesus still comes to transform our views of physical scarcity into spiritual abundance. Because within that one bread and that one body that we share, there is always enough. There's abundantly enough bread. 